0: listening to A to, the A to the K. 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 Podcast. Check it out. Change your life. You'll be thanking me later. We'll move on. We'll close the night off now, Carl, if we could. And we'll move on to this week in wrestling. Okay. And you have so, the
1: first show. I do. So, this week on Raw, the card consisted of... A six-on-six six tag match. We had Asuka, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke taking on Zelina Vega, Lana and Natty um, with Asuka, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke picking up the win. Um, we had Dominic on Umberto taking on Seth Rollins and Murphy with the latter picking up the win in that one. We had The Kevin Owens Show with uh, Bray Wyatt as the guest. We had Braun Strowman taking on Keith Lee um which ended up in a double count outs because obviously they can't anybody ever.
0: Um we have the way they booked um Braun Strowman versus Dabakato. Uh, I was beginning to wonder whether they were just gonna squash another next guy. Yeah, I mean it was definitely an option. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Double count out in this game.
1: We had Bobby Lashley and Shelton Benjamin taking on Apollo and Ricochet with the hair business bros picking up the win. We had the women's tag titles on the line with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending against the Riot Squad with the champions retaining. We had... Somehow Lana got smashed through a table. (laughs) Somehow. (laughs) That seems to be the norm every week. (laughs) Um, We had Mustafa Ali taking on MVP which ended up in a no contest, but we'll have more on that. Yeah. Um, and the main event of the evening, for some reason, was Drew McIntyre and the Street Profits, taking on Randy Orton, Dolph Ziggler, and Bobby Roode. With, um, I'm not actually, sure who took you to the win? Who knows? Who gives a okay. fuck? More okay, yeah, exactly. Um, so, the highlights of the night. So, Raw kicked off with a promo from Randy Orton, which was actually very good. I feel like he's been spending a lot of time working on his promos the last few months. Not all of them are hits. You know, there's been a few misses and quite bad misses. But, um, you know, when he gets it right, he does a really good job. And I feel like this was a good case. Um, You know, again, you know, let's hold our hands up. This was a recap promo because, obviously, we're all goldfish. And can't remember what happened the week before. You know, WWE very much panders to the casual fan who doesn't tune in every week. And, boy, do we know about it when you do tune in because you get the whole fucking show replayed from the week before. So, this was no different in that regard. But um, where it was a bit different was the fact that it didn't take place in the ring th- this time. It took place in the room where last week he pretty much demolished the whole legend roster who beat him up um, at the pay-per-view. So a little bit different in the fact it was outside the ring. Um, however, Drew McIntyre turns up towards the end of the uh, of, of the promo and, uh, well, he beats the fuck out of him. So... All in all, it was different. It was good, strong from Randy, and a nice little um, one up for Drew in the few that they've got going. So that was good. Yeah, it's fair. The next one, Anthony, is no. going to probably shock no. you. It's going to shock, uh, no. 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 shock you, man. It's going to shock you, and no it sounds no like disagreeing it. already. But <laughs> I, I am a, I am a harsh critic of the 24/7 Championship of Our Truth and everything that goes on. But you know what? This week it made me fucking laugh. So Our Truth was in the background doing his own draft and that concept in itself just tickled me right right um, off the bat you drafted a little jimmy to SmackDown for no reason that like, i don't know why you'd do that um so and like some of, if you, if you look, actually look at some of the names and stuff that were on there there was so many little throwbacks and callbacks to crazy shit um that you know it did make me chuckle but i will not get into that now but yeah go and check that out um, but then um he sees a janitor and he goes <laughs> You're not gonna get me Randy Orton, because obviously the week before he dressed in the janitor and I vision goggles, and that actually did take on me in, yeah. in fairness. Yeah. So, you know, I I every week I'm saying fuck our truth, fuck the twenty four-seven title. It's bullshit. It's it, it's awful. It's so not funny. It made me laugh this week. Yeah, I've got to I, you know I've got to give it credit. Um, but actually, Randy Orton did turn out to be Drew Gulak, and he scored the pin. Um, so Gulak is uh, the twenty four seven champion again at this point in time. Again, doesn't now, last of course, <laughs> because it never lasts.
0: The only thing I would say, like, I get why it's gone in your highlights. It's the better of the stupid R-Truth stuff. I'm just kind of done with the R-Truth stuff.
1: I mean, I'm done with it definitely. But for the amount of, the amount of things I've seen, like. You know, and how bad it's been as well. The weird fucking Kit Kat thing with Liv Morgan, the weird mm. Tozawa gets eaten by a shark, like everything that's happened has been awful. But this felt like just a breath of fresh air for for him because it was something where I know it was little Jimmy, I know it was like stupid shit, but it felt funny and refreshing. Whereas the yeah. other stuff just felt like, oh God. You this felt I mean? like so, it had a,
0: a bit more effort in to actually have some jokes. <laughs> And don't get me wrong, I
1: don't believe this is a f- him turning over a new leaf and he's going to be funny from now on. I just thought no, like no. this was. He got lucky this week, 100%. But, <laughs> you know, it made me laugh, so it's a highlight for me. Um, so I mentioned before, we had Braun Strowman taking on Keith Lee. Um, so earlier in the night, he was like, Oh, I'm here, there's no Roar Underground, but I want to fight somebody. Has yeah. anyone explained why terms?
0: there's no Roar Underground? It's two weeks now. Nope. Nobody knows. Shut up, shop. I'm um, home,
1: has he? Well, I mean, you know, it is. The underground, so you'd assume they wouldn't have to explain themselves, and you'd assume that they wouldn't be telling do we when there was or wasn't an underground? So mm. you know, but anyway, that aside, um Braun shows up. He made <laughs> I think I mean I don't want to go into this too much because I'm pretty sure <laughs> I've got this as a low light so, or, or a no shite, so I'm not gonna talk about it too much. The match itself is what is a highlight. So Braun and uh, Keith Lee was was all right, to be fair. Um, you know, they ended it with a double count out, which you know it's an unsanctioned match. So how's how does a double? It's basically
0: Braun.
1: <laughs> yeah. Braun <Brawling, What>? <laughs> isn't the Raw superstar; it's a SmackDown star. So this fucking I can't remember his name. What what's his name? What the fuck is that guy's name? Baldy hey, guy. Hey. No, do you know the guy who's like <laughs> got power, but no one knows who he is? And he's like, who the fuck put you in charge anyway man? That guy. Shame. He shows up.
0: No. <laughs> no, yeah, I know yeah. you're talking about. I
1: just can't remember his name. The yeah, the unofficial GM. One official GM. So, he's there going, well, you know, Braun, you're on SmackDown, so I can't give you an official match. So, but what I can do is give you an unsanctioned match. Ooh. But apparently, you, but you can not double counted out. How do you give an
0: unsanctioned match? Exactly. Who knows?
1: Basically, I've not booked any of the show. So, there's some time to fill. So, if you want to just go and beat each other, and we'll put the cameras on you.
0: But um, by, by booking it, haven't you just sanctioned said match? Yeah, it doesn't
1: really make much sense, does it? I um <laughs> But look, you know, I'm I'm a fan of stylistic matchups. You know, two big hosses going at it. What more could you want? Keith Lee, phenomenal, athletic, big guy. Braun Strowman, big guy. Um, and he does that others, that pouty thing, doesn't he? Yeah. So you know, it was fine until it ended up in the fucking double countout. So yeah, that was a bit cheap. But all in all, yeah, enjoyed it. I was like, ooh, this is gonna be good, and it was all right. Um, so the next highlight. Ali is the leader of retribution. So we've said this a while ago. Obviously the whole vignette we have with the hacker and stuff um that kind of disappeared. Um we were pretty sure that was Ali. And then we just never saw it again. And mm-hmm. this they may never go back to the fact that there was a hacker or oh, this has been able
0: I think they'll touch
1: on it but never officially go for it. Mm. So, you know, you never know. But Um Ali is basically he comes out and he's gonna um challenge MVP, he's having a match with him, um and then retribution come out and he um he he jumps outside and he's like gonna fight retribution and MVP's like, Yeah, yeah." you know, he's gonna stand with me because he's trying to get people more people into the hair business. And all of a sudden he turns around and goes, No, fuck you, I'm actually the leader. (laughs) And then, you know, I feel like it's the long swerve, isn't it? I feel like it's something that we predicted was gonna happen, never happened. Ali came back. We were like complaining he's underutilised, what's going on, why's he um, come back, why are they doing anything? I'm curious.
0: Do you think this was the plan? Do you think this was always the plan? <laughs> I don't,
1: if I'm honest. I think they've I um... feel like
0: they knew that Djokovic wasn't getting over as the leader or on the mic, in all honesty, and mm. it was coming across as silly. And I think they've made that swerve for that reason. I don't think they ever intended to have Ali in that spot.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think um I think it always kinda of lent itself to be in the plan, but I don't think we were ever gonna like pull the trigger on it. But then yeah. for whatever reason they have done that now. Um so you know, I'm I'm all for it. I think Ali is solid. He you know, when he did have um, you know, his opportunity, he was very much over a lot of people were behind him, he was in the or going towards the main event scene. Um so absolutely I think it makes sense to have someone like him. Um, potentially being the the leader of the faction, but where does it go from here i don't know you know <laughs> let's not let 's not lie. Retribution still suck balls. they are shit, but they mm-hmm. 've got Ali, so if Ali can elevate it, then great it can do some good um, work.
0: like I, I, this is the thing. I feel like it was it's necessary and it's doing nothing but good for them and I enjoyed this wave, but um yeah, retribution was still fucking stupid right there let 's be honest
1: yeah. Um, And then the final highlight, Anthony, so I didn't actually note down in the uh, pre-match thing who won or lost, but in my notes, um, and now I understand why, um, the main event was actually pretty good. It was solid, good contest, um, fair play to the Street Profits, I'm not really a big fan of theirs, but the match itself was fine, they put on a good showing, um, and actually Randy Orton got the win over Drew, so... um, I quite like that, to be fair, because if you think about it, Drew has got the win over Randy Orton now a couple of times, and if anything, this kind of gives uh, Orton the opportunity to be like, well, okay, I've got a win over Drew, so what's that going to mean going into Hell in a Cell? Um, so I don't know. Will Will uh, you know? Will Orton finally win this time? You know, is is Drew going to go over him again? Um, is that going to do damage to Randy Orton? I don't know. I don't want uh, Drew to drop the title, but I don't know. It seems yeah. like just it change one is better.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting one. I, I, for one, I wasn't really, I don't really need this match of hell in a cell, but fuck it, we've got it. <laughs> we do, we do. Um,
1: over to the O'Shites then. Mm-hmm. So the women's match, Anthony, it was poor, very poor. Yeah. Um, so Mandy Rose got the win. Lana takes the loss, and for fuck's sake, again with Lana going through the table. Um, <laughs> so I think we spoke about this in the uh, in the news, but surely this is gonna be the fact that rusev has gone over to AW like there's no reason why you would have Lana go through the table every week at the hands of Nijax um it just doesn't make any sense
0: No, so. other than like you say it's just a punishment thing isn't it yeah seems to be
1: so that you know seeing that again for the umpteenth time not good um then we get Seth and Murphy the whole kind of fight that's going on with them so Murphy comes out he wants an apology um Dominic and Umberto come down, and um, because they've got a tag match, um, and then they kind of put them on the back foot. Murphy pulls out the win, and um, so Murphy actually gets the win this time, which kind of you know shows that you know he's actually not just a little bitch. He he can actually do something. Um, and then we kind of get this weird little ticking timer through the through the night because Murphy basically says he wants Seth to apologize, and so we get a countdown to when he's actually going to apologize. Then Seth comes out and he tells Murphy, "Well, do you know what? You got to apologize to me." And so you get to Murphy's face, he's like pulling on his beard, slapping him, whatever basically eventually Murphy snaps. And um, they go at it in the ring, yeah, um, and he makes Seth say sorry. Um and then all of a sudden Seth go like turns, goes after his eyes, you know, fucking clawing his eyes out as he does because <laughs> he's got a weird fence. He's fetish an eye guy guys. now. Yeah. He's an eye guy. Um and then he starts fucking beating him up with the kendo stick. Um so a comes out um and tries to stop Seth basically because he's now gone on top. Um and you know the Mysterios come out and then pull her away from it. Yeah, I just I, I don't care. Um yeah, no. I just do not care. The less Mysterios the better. So Yeah. <laughs> um so I mentioned before about Braun Strowman, like oh he's so bad. Um he showed up, he drove all the way down here to find Underground isn't on, all the way to Florida. From Florida, because he lives yeah. in Florida. So, and given how you've not bothered going minutes. to
0: work the last couple of weeks, because apparently you no. drafted to SmackDown. Exactly. Not that big um, an imposition, is it? You'd exactly. In my bed.
1: So uh, he's drove all the way down. And he's a bit arsy, and he's like, "Well, do you know what? I want to have a, I want to have a match to make it worthwhile." And then Adam Page, is he called Adam Page? Maybe. I want to say he's called Adam Page. Um, yeah. Baldy, Baldy Commissioner guy comes out, and it's like, "Well, you know, you can have an unsanctioned match." Blah blah blah. Um, And he's like, Well, I'm okay with that as long as someone's gonna get these hair. It's like, oh, it's so so stupid
0: anyway. And he keeps doing it. It's just like, he could be awesome. No, and I feel no, he could. (laughs) No, 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 he couldn't.
1: (laughs) He really could if he he spoke less um, and just was a silent destroyer, he would be sound. But the fact he speaks when he can't speak and he's a bit of an idiot. And the fact that he has catchphrases is, is 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 bad. It's very bad. Um, the Kevin Owen show. So we had the Fiend on this week, um, and this sucked. It sucked balls. Um, which is not something I often say for a Fiend segment, but Fiend is there. Um, but well, Bray is there, um, and he, he he sings a song um, because why wouldn't you okay. sing a song? And then nothing really happened because all it was set up to do was to hype up SmackDown. And, like, I know it's draft day. I know you want to get eyes on the draft. And I know that potentially Fox, you know, makes SmackDown the, the premiere show now. But is it really that bad to go, we don't care about Raw? We're going to use this segment to tell people to tune into SmackDown. Because that's all that happened.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. So, it's a waste of time. And cool. lastly, uh, the women's tag. So, um, yeah, I've said it before. The the match itself was fine. Um, you know, the right Squad didn't pick up the win, which is a shame. Um, but you know, I just hate this because I hate Jax and I hate Basler and I hate the fact that they put land through a table again. So that that that's the main reason. Yeah. So for me, that
0: was raw. Um, and all things considered, I'm going to give it a two out of five. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly with you on a two. There was some okay bits, but it doesn't deserve more than that. No way near.
1: No, it certainly wasn't a zero as it has been a week or no, two. No, we've had them before. Um, now i yeah, one. have had a zero, and um, this one. Was watchable. There were some good bits. Um, it, you know, there was no but I think it says was... a
0: lot when one of your better things in Raw was r truth. That tells you a lot about what's going on around it. It does, it mm. certainly
1: does. But um, yeah. So for me, I feel like it fair. It wasn't great, but you know, by Raw standards,
0: it definitely wasn't one of the worst. And raw standards, right? So let's talk about NXT then, Carl. Okay. Okay. So as far as the card goes, we saw Kushida taking on Tommaso Champa with um. Tommaso taking the win because of a disqualification, which we'll talk about. We saw a promo from Ember Moon uh, that involved Rhea Ripley and a few other moving parts, but we'll talk about that. We saw Drake Maverick and Killian Dane going up against Everrise, with Killian Dane and Drake Maverick taking the win. We saw Austin Theory going up against Leon Ruff with Austin Theory taking the win. We saw Austin Theory against Dexter Loomis with Dexter Loomis taking the win. We saw Ridge Holland versus Danny Birch with Ridge Holland taking the win. We saw Shotzi Blackheart going up against Xylee with Shotzi Blackheart taking the win. And we closed the night out with Ember Moon and Rhea Ripley going up against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez with Ember Moon and Rhea Ripley taking the win. All in all, nice stacked cards, some good matches there, a lot mm. of good fun to be had. As far as the highlights go, Carl, um, not a lot to say on the promo itself. It was a little bit, a bit weak. You know, uh, but we had Ember Moon come out, she cut a promo and she's like, oh, you know, I went riding and thinking and whatever bollocks. Um, And, you know, basically she wants to go for a, a title shot against Io Shirai. Io Shirai comes out and they have a little sort of eye to eye. And then Rhea Ripley comes out and she's like, oh, hold on, I want a shot at the title too. Um, And then obviously Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez attack Rhea Ripley. Ember Moon goes to make the save. Io stays in the ring and watches them all. And we set up for the main event, essentially. And then that question, well, why didn't EO bother helping out? And was like, I I'll give a fuck. Um, so not too bad, but I mean, Ember Moon, from what I can see so far, not the best on the promo front, but mm. seems really good in the ring. And we'll talk about the main event, but, um, you know, fair play to her. She's back. It's looking good. There's some hype. I, I look forward to seeing a match between there Io, So, yeah, I'm on board. Works for me. So it's a highlight suspense um <laughs> so i'm curious now you feel about this the um the pairing of drake maverick and killian dane mm. now it's kind of stupid right <laughs> but they're kind of like a lame buddy cop comedy kind of thing going on like dane really doesn't want to be a part of it but ultimately gets dragged in maverick is all all in giving them goofy music and trying to get dane to dance with them and stuff and it is very really goofy but even some of the in-ring work i think is really funny like basically um Dane wasn't for it, he wasn't for being tagged. Ultimately, um, one of Everise hits him. I don't even know the names of Everise, sorry guys. And uh, it pisses Dane off to the point that he gets involved. But he doesn't get involved like he's going to do the match per se. He gets involved in the sense of he um, he power bombs Drake Maverick onto the member of Everise for the pin, which I thought was fantastic. Um, And similarly, to get the tag, there was a point when um, Drake was being pinned uh, so Killian Dane runs in, deals with the fella from Everise, I think boots him, and then drags Drake Maverick to the corner so that he's there for the tag. And just stupid stuff like that. that I'm like, this is actually, ca- I quite like the dynamic and, and the like the way the big guys just sort of control and everything. It just, um, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. I'm intrigued to see how this dynamic goes going forward. I think Drake's obviously ultimately going to win him over. But just some of the little things he did in the match just tickled me. Um but how did you feel about this whole dynamic between the two? Um
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say I was as big on it as maybe you are. Um I don't know, I feel like Drake is probably above this kind of stuff and so is Killian as well. I feel like they've just gone, Well, we've got nothing for these guys, let's put them together and make some kind of, you know, odd, you know, odd, odd couple kind of tag team and you know, it's there are moments where it's kind of like you're like, <laughs> but I don't know, I just feel like they can both deserve a bit, ma- a bit a
0: bit, bit better. Um, I'll take your point. I mean, this is them both getting some screen time. Um, mm. So I don't think either are objecting at this point, but I do take your point that they could be doing more or they could be treated yeah. a little bit better, but I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. Mm. So back off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I take it back. So, um, promo never mentioned, cause I didn't really give a shit about it, but uh, we saw a little, um, VT, uh, during NXT. I couldn't even tell you where it was placed in which, um, Gargano and Candice LeRae turn up outside the house because apparently we film at their house quite a lot now. <laughs> All the time. Um, and there's a big 65-inch TV on the at the front of the house with a little note on it saying, like, oh, I believe you need a new TV. And um it was from Indy Hartwell. And Candice is like, Why would she be giving us a new TV? And the reason this goes in my highlights is because Gargano's literally not give a fuck attitude towards it. And he's like, doesn't care that it's from her or why. <laughs> he's just like He's free just happy he's TV. To tell <laughs> I'm like, I love that. That's, that tickled me. So yeah, he, he, he got me on that one, so I enjoyed that. Ultimately, he sets the TV up, and there's a tape there that shows how often Indy Hartwell was helping Candice or during the battle royal and that kind of thing. Um so they're pushing for that sort of dynamic, that friendship maybe. But the, it was the beginning bit that got me the the, the, the no hmm. fucks like free TV it was just <laughs> it got me. I like it. Yeah. Um Amazing. and a highlight that surely you're on board for Carl. Dexter Loomis is back. Oh, yeah. Yes! And Definitely. how good was it? Like, it's so simple. Comes back up. Ruins theory. <laughs> just, why not? That's what theory is there fucking for. I fucking
1: love it. I love it. I love Dexter. He's, he's
0: yeah. a legend. It was so good. Like, he, he speaks volumes without saying a word. Fantastic. He does.
1: I feel, like, I, feel, I feel like that's what he does best. He doesn't have to come on and cut some fucking promo. He just he, he can base everything with a little creepy look. Yeah. And, and I don't like,
0: know if he have changed his entrance at all, or whether it's just more impactful in the new um capital wrestling center but like that whole psychedelic sort of entrance theme and and the video that surrounds the ring and that was all kind of like it really added to his whole freaky stare and dynamic you know
1: yeah i feel like it was just like the whole like atmospheric aspect oh of it. yeah it was yeah, just yeah. kind of draw like draw you in a bit more, didn't it but mm. like he i yeah I'm, I'm so happy he's back
0: yeah no a great uh a great addition to the roster so it's nice to see he's back off injury and the injury wasn't too bad because obviously he's, mm. i think it was ankle wasn't it? he did but nothing yeah. too bad. So he's rested up and he's back. He's back to squash theories and probably some other stuff. I don't know. <laughs> so uh, as for the O'Shea's Heights, Carl, uh again, nitpick that I often have with uh, not just NXT, but most any part of WWE, the fact that there was no main event booked. Regal was fucking made up that uh, Ember Moon cut a promo when it ended up in a kickoff because he just didn't have anything planned. So he storms out and he's like, right, you two are going to face you two in the main event because apparently they never fucking had one. And it bugs me that, but here we yeah. are. <laughs> or two people off. are there, like, what the fuck? We were in the main event. Yeah. Or, I don't know. All good fun. All good fun. Mm. Um so, strange one. Um, they kinda make it clear to today that Ridge Holland was the one who attacked Cole. Okay. I thought that wasn't going to be the case. He came he brought him to the ring, yeah, but I didn't think it was going to be so far gone that he attacked him. They asked him no. about it and he's like, Well, last week I didn't have a Mercedes. This week I've got a Mercedes. That's thanks to Adam Cole. So you're like, Okay. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe he's got Mercedes Martinez. Maybe that's <gasps> it.
0: That's what it is. And uh, Cole's got <laughs> broken ribs now. I do want to have a little gripe as a whole about things in a sec, but Cole's got broken ribs now, so we couldn't have a match. Um, right. The Austin Theory Dexter Loomis match. Um, Cameron Grimes came out and attacked Loomis at the end of this match because apparently he refused to answer the question when he asked him something or something, right? And um, I-, I just needed to say, oh, fuck off, Grimes. I don't want this feud. I'm not really into user. Fuck the fuck off.
1: <laughs> nobody, nobody wants this feud. Nobody <laughs> we went wants from this feud. Dexter Loomis is back to oh, not for this.
0: It's just stupid, isn't it?
1: Mm. Um,
0: sorry. While I'm mentioning random attacks and things, I don't want. Uh, Velveteen Dream was the reason that um, Tommaso and uh, ah, I forgot his name. What's his name? Um, Kushida. Kushida. Um, yeah, the Velveteen Dream. Interrupted in that match. Jumped down, attacked... um, Well, tried to attack... um, What's his face? And uh, Kushida. And um, I think accidentally clocked uh, Zamasu. But um, ultimately, the the match was sort of thrown out because of that interference. And Melveteen actually looked shocked at it. And I'm like, why are you shocked? You've just interrupted a match. What did you think was going to happen? But (laughs) hey-ho. So that, again, not really bothered by that feud. Could have done without it. (sighs) Then we had another... Another another fucking Damien Priest promo. He's still a charisma vacuum, Carl. Um, again, he, I, I think some of the problem here, right? It might not even be him, right? He's boring, right? He comes across boring, but they want us to think that he's fun, right? So that's why he's in hot tubs and, and talking about parties and trying to laugh, but in an uncomfortable way because he doesn't know how. Um, but the trouble is, I think they keep putting him on the mic when he's got nothing to say because this promo was here it's for him to go, well, if people want a challenge for this title, then they can. It's like, well, thanks for that information, numbnuts, but uh, that's generally how holding a title works. You See, I don't know why he reminds me very much of, like, Ben Diesel. <laughs> yeah. He's just a guy I who's got no, he's got no fun
1: aspect about him. He's just a guy <laughs> <who's> just like... <laughs> oh, jeez. I love it. I'm having, f- I'm having fun. I'm in a hot tub.
0: Yeah, I, that, That's him. I, I think that he, his emotions are just stunted, I think. It's the yeah. happiest day of my life. But yeah. Uh, yeah, all in all, I just I don't get. I've seen him have more promos than I have matches at this point, and I just don't know what the for. I don't need reminding that he's the North American title holder. He's not fun, and this was not. This wasn't even directed at anyone in particular. It's just people want a challenge for my belt. They can. It's like fucking brilliant. Good. That's that's good. You're willing to wrestle. <laughs> you're a wrestler, so we're glad that, that you're willing to do that. Dickhead. Anyway, um, oof. Right moment. This isn't an no shite because mm. it's a bad match or anything, but. Ah oh, just a shout out to Ridge Holland's leg that poor bastard. Oof, yeah. that looked painful. So yeah. uh, for those who didn't um, didn't see it there was a spot where he obviously finished his match with uh, Danny Burch and Oni and got involved um dove off the top rope ridge was meant to catch him did catch him but uh, also fucked his knee right off um yeah. and the, the you can see it straight off the bat the landing was awkward you knew it was genuine they threw the x off got him on a stretcher you know, poor guy hasn't even been back with us that long and that, that looks like it might put him out at least for a couple of weeks. That looked painful.
1: I mean, it's not ideal, is it, when uh, <laughs> the whole segment with Adam Cole and stuff?
0: I know, yeah. <laughs> so, it was um, me.
1: Ah, okay, my knee. <laughs> so,
0: this is probably a good point to talk about it, right? Not not so much the Ridge thing, because that wasn't intentional, but have you noticed, right, we had Karrion Cross legitimately damaging his shoulder having to relinquish the title, right? We've now got Finn Balor... From all accounts, I imagine pretending to have a fractured jaw from the match and Adam Cole pretending to have broken ribs. Is it just me or is everyone who's been involved in the main title scene, bar Keith Lee, who held it for a couple of minutes, um, suddenly injury prone? Mm. Um, I don't, it's speculative because two of them are like story based, aren't they? Because I don't believe that Finn's injury is real. I think it's just part of the booking. Yeah. Uh, to go look how look how bad like look how hard hitting that match was they've really hurt each other and I don't think um, Adam Cole's ribs obviously were you know that was definitely part of a story so I, I mean what do you reckon the motivation is here?
1: I don't know but if I was a NXT guy I would not be challenging for that belt for a bit <laughs>
0: but I'm also looking at <laughs> right, let someone else
1: like... go at it <laughs> make sure they don't get injured and then uh, you know the curse is broken
0: uh, but on social media we saw like um, x-rays of Finn's jaw so we know he's legitimately hurt like, or well Story-wise, he's here. We've seen some x-rays of some bad jobs. But even so, whether it's story or whether it's real life, why hasn't he had to go for the title? Mm-hmm. Carrion did. Very true. So I find that odd. Maybe there's some clarity there and I'm not looked into. It. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Talk about on this show. Research. Anyway, <laughs> my last Carl goes to Shotzi Blackheart. And I've been giving you credit mm-hmm. for the last few weeks, Shotzi. And I still want to give you credit. You, you're fantastic. You're really proving yourself in the ring. But what I don't get is the screaming and howling and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like she come out in a tiny tank, which she does, and I've, I've I've learned to live with that. You know that that's that's part of what she does. She she drives a little tank for a reason, right? But this week she was doing this whole wolf like right, and then she was like asking if we were scared, like looking to kind of going, "Are you scared?" Like no, because you think like it, you're more like a kitten. You know what I mean? Like it's not scary, but I don't. it, it just felt kind of cringy you know, like, the what she's going for. Like, and I don't know she's trying to promote Halloween Havoc because that's going to be the thing she hosts, but it just, I don't know, it's just a little bit cringy. And for someone who's so good in the ring, I don't think she needs to saddle herself with these, like, gimmicky things, you know? Yeah. No,
1: agreed, 100%. I feel like she, you know, I take the piss out of Cody Rhodes a lot for being overproduced and overproducing everything he does, and I feel like it's very much the same as Shotty. It's like a tiny tank, like, to your point, you don't need it, but fine. If that's what you want to do, okay. But then, like, howling, screaming, like, just just don't. <laughs> just don't do it. Just just be good in the ring, please. That's all we and want. She,
0: do you think she is good in the ring? I know. Just, um, like, stick to that. Yeah. And uh, it's not really no shape, but, like, they're doing something with Zia by the looks. Mm. Bauer came out and handed her a letter, and then she left. Okay. Mystery started. Yeah. Who knows? All in all, though, good week. Good week for NXT. A <laughs> uh, lot of good matches. All in all, a good card. Some things I went overly thrilled with. Um, very unfortunate injury, bad looks. But I'm going to give it a three overall. I think it was a decent week. Okay.
1: I had a middle of the road. Um, I've gone with a two point five. So I think it was better than Raw. But yeah, there, there was enough about it that it was negative as much as there was that was positive. So yeah, for me, it's like a middle of the road kind of show. Some good bits, but some bits I was just like, uh, so
0: yeah, middle mm. middle of the road. Okay, Carl. Do you want to talk? About 30 years of Jericho. 30 years of Jericho. The 30 superior years of Jericho. The
1: Wednesday night show is Dynamite. So the card for 30 years of Le Champion, we had the FTW Championship on the line with Brian Cage taking on Will Hobbs in a big Hossfest Fest. Um, with so Cage- <laughs> Hobbs
0: was challenging for the FTW <laughs> Championship? He was. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, with Cage retaining, we had the tag titles on the line, So we had FTR taking on the hybrid two with FTR retaining. We had the TNT title on the line in a dog collar match. The returning Cody Rhodes took on the champion Brodie Lee and Cody Rhodes managed to pick up the win much to Anthony's dismay, but we'll get onto that in a little bit. Um, We had Big Swole uh, taking on Serena Deeb with Big Swole picking up the win. And the main event of the night was Chris Jericho, Celebrating his 30 years, teaming up with Jake Hager, uh, taking on the Chaos Project, which is Serpentico and um, that guy, what the fuck's he called? Luther. Luther Vandross. Um So, <laughs> <laughs> the highlights of the week. Um, so, there was actually one oh shite this week, I know, right? Crazy. <sighs> really Come let on. themselves go. Um, no, so it was very, it was a very good week, um, I'm not going to lie. So let's start off with the FTW title. Um, I was
0: quite surprised before we even get into it, like FT title is now a thing that you challenge for.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, I feel like back in the ECW days, it wasn't a title that was defended a lot, but it was defended at times. I okay. think basically because I
0: thought the, the idea about it was just Taz sort of having it because he was always sort of denied a, a, a legitimate title shot, so he was crowning himself. I didn't think it was ever anything more than that. Like gimmick wise, yeah. you know what I
1: mean. So I think it's, it it kind of always started out that way, and similar to how Brian Cage got it, it was like, well, he doesn't need the AW titles because he is the man, and this title proves that he's the man, he's the best, he's the fuck the world champion, whatever the fuck you want to call. It. Um, but yeah, like for Taz, he would eventually end up putting that on the line to prove that he was the baddest man on the planet, kind of thing. It kind of came from that regard. So I feel like you've know, gone from that ilk, but you know, I hope it's not something they put on the line all the time. But that being said. I can get behind a, chan, uh, a title match or an opportunity mm. contest between Brian Cage and Bill Hobbs because you know me, I am a sucker. For, you are a sucker. I am a sucker. Um, I, I do <laughs> love me a, a like for like kind of mirror match, Mortal Kombat kind of style. You know, look in the mirror, I'm fighting myself kind of matchup. And, you know, big, powerful bastards with a shit ton of agility exactly what I want to see them take on each other yeah, in all uh, fairness,
0: yeah. very very <laughs> evenly matched in that respect aren't
1: they I don't think I don't think you know we were ever expecting this to be a wrestling classic because it wasn't um but yeah so I just want to say you know fair play to these guys they kind of put everything into it delivered above and beyond um and you know again Brian Cage you know for the size of the bastard he's fucking agile, man and, oh yeah credit where credit's you Will Hobbs as well. Like I've I've not really been that well uh, versed with him, but every time I've seen him, he's he's impressed me. He impresses me more and more. Um, and you know I feel like this was a really really good contest between the two of them. Just these two muscle bound monsters. Don't don't listen, Lance Archer, because you're going to give yourself another nickname. Um, but yeah, <laughs> these muscle bound monsters. Um, just yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was good. Um, a great way to open the show. Um, and then interestingly, after the match, Taz actually offered. Um, Hobbs the chance to join his faction mm. um, and it, basically if he said no um, he was going to get his ass kicked, if he said yeah then welcome to the faction um, but Darby Allen comes out um, and basically kind of scares them off the ring so I don't really know what that means part of me is thinking are we going to see Will Hobbs join the faction um, but faction. let's see um, I, don't, I don't really know what it's called Taz's, Taz's men um, <laughs> Team Taz Tazmania Taz- Tasmanian devil um so that was the opening contest. Um, we also got a couple of vignettes for the uh, Lance Archer and John Moxley um, title match that we're going to see next week. Uh, and both of them are really good. Like, I've given Lance Archer some shit. And, Me too. You know, he comes out, he's like, I'm the murder hug there. And, like, just beats people up and throws them and stuff, whatever. And it's pretty shit. Like, really shit. But, <laughs> for once, he sounded like a badass. Um, you know, really, really good promo. He's basically said, you know... Uh, all this time, Moxley, you've been wasting your time taking on the likes of Eddie Kingston, The Butcher, you should have been using that time to prepare for me, you know, um, they fought each other before in New Japan, interesting that they're now mentioning New Japan, based on the news article last week of uh, the guy who wasn't keen on it since being uh, released from a company, so are we going to see more mentions? Um, But yeah, he said, you know, we fought each other in New Japan, um, and you know, Moxley won that match, but... You know what? He's learnt a lot since then. Um, this time, it's not going to be pretty. He's grown since then, um, and I tell you what, Mox, you're not going to have a good time. Um, so really, really strong promo I think from Lance Archer. He did he yeah. the talking instead of Jake, which I thought was refreshing, um, as good as Jake is. It's it? good to hear him do a fair like promo for himself. Um, Mox then kind of counteracted that by saying, you know, it's an anniversary next week, but he's got no time to celebrate. Um, and he's had no time to celebrate. He's been facing nothing but monsters and up and comers. But you know he knows everyone's trigger gets pulled, and eventually he's going to be taken out. It could be Lance Archer. Um, but the fact is, you don't just beat Lance; you survive Lance. And you know, as Lance always says, everybody dies. So great promo from both of them, and it actually got me really hyped for him. Um, so fair play to a pair of them. Um, yeah, yeah, really, really strong. Um, no, I
0: can't disagree with any of that, mate. It was um, it was good work from from both parties, and I'm similar to yourself. I've not been big on Archer, but you know this has a lot of promise. Could be a good match. A very good match. Fingers crossed. I'm actually really looking forward to. Mm.
1: Um, FTR um, continue to be solid in everything they do. Um, standard thoroughfare for them. Um, nothing too out the ordinary. Um,
0: yeah, it's, it's sort of the only thing I would say is it's what you expect, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Ain't no one expected them to lose here.
1: Well, exactly. So it was very much a kind of cookie cutter match for them. It was, you know, you know that the fantastic tag team wrestlers, every time they put on a tag team match, it's, they elevate the other team and it's a oh, yeah. strong contest. So it's very much like, like, there's no way it, like on earth it's, it's a no shite. But at the same time, it doesn't blow you away because they consistently put on that kind of match. Yeah. So like young bucks and other people put on like it's different because every kind of week they do something to elevate the game or they do like another high spot or something and you're talking about it. These guys are just consistent. They're great at what they do and they do it every time. Um and this one was kind of no different. Um so I thought it was good. Um meanwhile the young bucks are kind of watching on. Um and they say that, you know, that, you know, oh wow, FTR, they're they're pretty good. Oh by the way. Then they, like, uh, super kick the camera. So As I'm still not, massively, still not massively keen on this weird thing with them kind of beating people up with super kicks, but... Well, they're not know. beating them up. It's a party. Yeah. It's a super kick party. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, the match overall, I thought, was in a, a, a highlight. Um, then we get Cody versus Brody, and it was fucking awesome. It was so good. Super it physical was. contest. Gritty, bloody. And I know you've got some thoughts on this, and we will get to that. Um, for me, watching this, I just thought, you know it was It was just so good, um there was no need for like thumbtacks, barbed wire, glass, all the stuff we typically see from like a hardcore match. It was just two dudes who fucking hate each other they 've got some serious beef, and they're chained together by the neck and that's all you needed they got enough blood, they got enough physicality um and they got enough kind of it like it didn't hold them back um from putting on a really good match, which you know they had greg uh, Greg Valentine in the audience who you know was a previous um participant in a dog collar match and I thought that was a really nice touch being
0: yeah, you know yeah.
1: someone like me who's fucking so enamoured with the Your past mark. <laughs> I'm such a <laughs> mark. Um that being said fuck on Anderson like why why can we not just have just a match with Cody where you know Brandy doesn't come out and gets fucking knocked out or you know but fucking, Arn Anderson starts getting, like, just have a match. We don't, like, you've got a massive posse of people. We get it. But fucking hell, every time you've got to get involved. And it was just, it didn't need to happen. Um, So that that was very annoying, but not enough to make this a no shite. Um, because the match itself was just fucking phenomenal. If you, if, if you take that one little, like, iota out of it, it would have been almost perfect, in my opinion. But, yeah, um, the finish, oh, fuck, like, was brutal. Absolutely brutal. Like, you know, I know you're not happy that probably lost at all and I get that I'm not happy either he's only he's only held the belt for a short amount of time it was an amazing crowning moment for him and he kind of catapulted himself into superstardom in AEW and now he's lost it straight away so not great but like the physicality behind this match and how he lost it and the chain in his mouth across his nose, across his eyes. And oh, it, was, it, was, it was awful to watch. And that makes it so good. Like you could see that Cody was back and he had a fucking chip on his shoulder and he won. Um, and yeah, do I think he should have won? No. Do I, think, do I think he would have lost based on the fact he'd just come back? No. So I kind of thought he was going to win. Um, but I just think he shouldn't have booked the match.
0: Yeah, this is the thing. I think this is for me. I've no problem with the match itself. And if I'm honest, you know, this is the strongest way for Brody to lose. Mm. It just happened too soon. Yeah. Like, Brody doesn't look weak come from this. This was a fucking slog of a match. Mm. But he's only just got the belt. And that's the bit I keep landing on. I'm like, why did they, do, like, booking wise, why have they dropped it so soon? They could have built back up to this, you know, but here we are. We're, we're, we're here. And Cody's got the belt back.
1: It's um it definitely is strange. It seems very out of character for AEW to do something like this where someone comes back and then just wins straight away. Um, I'm
0: intrigued to see where they're going. I am.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, by all accounts it's gonna be Orange Cassidy who's up next because, you know, after the match Cody cuts a, a typical Cody promo where he's very much invested, he's very passionate to get you invested and passionate and really feeling everything he's saying. You kinda of hang on 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 his every word. Um but he says next week's the anniversary. It's been one year. He wants to defend the title. He's just won. Orange Cassidy comes out.
0: Have rich. we seen Cody Cassidy? I don't know. I don't think I have. I, I don't
1: know whether we've I seen have, But I'm in... thinking
0: about it like that would be an incredible, especially the Cassidy we're getting at the minute, who is, is gently becoming more impassioned than well coasting through. I sent you a, a thing from Reddit about that, about like the the slow build story of how he ended up sort of just phoning it in and how he's ended up building himself back up to this. Um, passionate about wrestling kind of position well part but, of me um, go on, go on, sorry.
1: no sorry I, um, part of me wouldn't be surprised if Cassidy wins because I feel like Cassidy could never take the title off Brody but it would have made sense for Cody to take it off Brody and then maybe drop it so I don't know whether they're potentially going to go I
0: mean for me this could work like I know it'd be a quick changeover but then I'd be like that would build to even a potentially a rematch that I'd enjoy because Cody would be so frustrated losing to Cassidy as well yeah like, Especially the way his attitude's been at the minute. Losing to someone who's not putting their 110% in would actually really piss him off.
1: Like, for me as well, like, being a fan of MMA and watching, um, you know, a number of UFC cards where someone will win the belt and then they'll defend the belt the first time and they lose it. And it's like, it's not uncommon in in. Exactly, in, in yeah, it does art. happen. So it's like, you know, part of me's like, well, fucking hell, Brody didn't get enough of an opportunity with that belt but then, part of me is also thinking, well, he just needs the fucking belt. He's Brody Lee, like he's 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 cemented himself now as a former champion. Um, that that's elevated him enough. Like, where's he going to go next from his character standpoint? Meanwhile, Cody has become the first two-time champ. He doesn't really need the belt either. So it's like, is this going to be a case of getting Brody and Cody back in a feud, but not for the title? So part of me thinks, well, maybe, maybe Cassidy will get this. Um, but that's why we have got to tune in this to Wednesday see, yeah. to the anniversary show.
0: Because to be honest, like I'm not overly, but like. I'm thinking forward, and you might disagree, but like if Archer ultimately takes the belt from Mox, you know a good opponent for Archer could be Brody Lee.
1: I would love. I, I mean, don't. you know, I love a good stylistic matchup, so I would, I would happily see. it. The only reason um, I thought
0: you might not agree is because Brody Lee's obviously been up against Mox before now, so you could go, well, he's had his shot. But um, you know, I, I'm, I'm all for that. I'd definitely have that match. Yeah,
1: me too. So yeah, I know it's a bit of a shame that he that he's lost it so soon, but yes. who knows? Um it's not to say Cody's gonna hold it for a long time either. So um you know, I don't think we're gonna see the return of the him putting, him, putting it on the line every week. So if anything it kind of leads me to believe he will lose it. Um because obviously FTR mm. have got the the whole um you know, fucking challenge or whatever they call it at the minute. So And then Anthony, the final highlight of Dynamite. Um was the main event? um so Jericho um in Tag Team action with Jake Hager um, taking on Luther and Spentico. Um and he just he, he just Jerichoed it 100. You know him and Luther go way back by all accounts. Luther is
0: yeah, surprisingly more than I thought. It was that um, I think Jericho put it up on his Instagram or his Twitter, like a bit of a video package of like the years together, and you're like, fuck, they have, they do go way back.
1: Yeah, way way
0: back. Um,
1: and do you know what, Jericho just did what Jericho does, and he, he just fucking did everything in his power to make luther looked like a badass in this whole match you know luther is definitely not the guy he once was and i think he will admit that himself you know he's definitely a lot older and a lot um more beat up um, from all the kind of death matches and stuff he's done in the past so and that kind of shows but at the same time you know jericho did everything he could to sell for him he fucking flew around that ring he flew around that arena um so yeah i just thought it was amazing jericho to to you know, invest in his friend like that and you know, try his best to put him over. Obviously Jericho picked up the win. He's gonna pick up the win. Um but that's what he does so best. Similar to like a Brock Lesnar where he'll fucking get thrown around by somebody but still pick up the win. Jericho yep. just got battered. Um but you know he really put Luther over in this and he ended up picking up the win at the end of it. Um after the match MJF comes down um says next week he's gonna make a career defining announcement um, and he wants to make sure Chris Jericho is there for it. So that's obviously making us believe he's going to join the inner circle. That's when Jericho goes, um, you know, don't ever interrupt me again. Um, MGF's given him a present, which is actually a framed picture of himself. Um, and he's got <laughs> a clown uh, to present it to him. Jericho smashes it over the clown and says he hates clowns. And then, you know, there's this is kind of animosity, but then they all like, start laughing. Um, and they're like Ha yeah you almost got me there um, and then in the weirdest ending to an AEW ever they have this like Saturday Night Live I have a
0: Collis, to be honest
1: thanks everybody and then all the credits roll and it's Chris Jericho is everyone from yeah. the fucking
0: writer producer lighting to like
1: <laughs> the fourth fucking assistant you know what I mean like he's he's everywhere so I thought yeah. that was really fun I know I
0: enjoyed that little skit it did make me laugh I must admit <laughs> uh, and then the
1: only old shite I've got um was so the best friends come out after the FTR match and they're basically saying that they're next in line. But um, they come out and it's a really childish thing. They basically come out with like T-shirts on. They've got pictures of FTR in as hot dogs and they come out and they're like, hey, it's got your weenies. And then they challenge them to a match.
0: Yeah, um, yeah I think... That was weird, you know, especially when like we've seen WWE try and put stupid gimmicks onto FTR. I think it's like, yeah. the fuck is this? So, I just yeah.
1: think... Off the back of the best friends match, the fucking parking lot brawl thing that was phenomenal. Yeah, you come back and it's like, hey, your weenies. It was like, mm. yeah, yeah, child just really. Didn't land with me at all. Nah, um, so for me, all in all, really, really good show. I am giving it a four because I can't fault much of it at all. But that being said, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't enough to to just kind of in terms of the matches themselves. To like, I thought the the dog collar match was fucking fantastic. It could have been on any pay per view they put out um but the rest of the car were just a bit like they were, they were fine do you know I me mean? yeah, were yeah. amazing so i thought for me uh
0: i'm gonna go three and a half only because i'm largely a lot more unhappy with the title change than you are mm. like the match itself was i can't deny it was a good match but um i just wasn't happy with the title change to the point that um it's it knocks it down that half a point for me yeah that's fair cool. and so so let's talk about SmackDown, mm-hmm. Carl. Not just SmackDown, not just any old SmackDown. This is the first night of the WWE confusing as fuck draft. <gasps> Let's talk about that. right? So we'll talk about the card first of all, right? The cards, Carl. We saw Big E going up against Sheamus in a Falls Count Anywhere match with Big E taking the win. We saw Roman Reigns cut a promo. We saw, <laughs> we saw Miz and Morrison <laughs> take on Hardy and Riddle with Hardy and Riddle taking the win. We saw Bailey go up against Sasha Banks with Sasha Banks taking the win because of a DQ, so kind of not, whatever. Yeah. We saw Cesaro and Shinsuke go up against the New Day. And I'm not just talking the New Day, I'm talking Kofi and Xavier Woods, um, the returning Xavier Woods. Uh, and surprisingly, this was for the titles and New Day took the win. And we end the night with Kevin Owens versus The Fiend with The Fiend taking the win. Hmm. So On paper, it looks all right, doesn't it? On paper, it <laughs> looks all right. And as far as highlights go, Carl, so much I think you might be surprised at this, Big E versus Sheamus it was a really good match.
1: <laughs> I've got a drink, but I imagine if I was drinking a drink at
0: that time. They they, um, <laughs> they both went for it. They both really went for it. I know. It they put good. themselves through some punishment. There was a lot of big spots, um, on the cars, like smashing through windscreens and stuff. You know, they really put their bodies through it, and they put a lot of effort in. And I can't deny that they, this is some of the best I've seen from either of them in weeks. So, uh, highlight way, highlights, you, awesome, yeah, brilliant.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, I feel like it was the best contest those two together have had. Um, it still felt a bit like, oh, I'm seeing these again. Um. Even though it was, you know, significantly better, I just thought, um, oh, like change it up a bit. But yeah, I thought the match itself—you can't really fault it. It was um, very, very much uh, a triumph over anything this before, shall we say?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and as far as other highlights go, um, this will kind of lead into a bit of an oh shite as we talk on later but um the new day being back fair enough i've not mm. seen xavier in a time and it was more xavier being back than anything else but it was good to see them all back together again you, you forget that you missed them i suppose i
1: didn't really understand why they made their appearance dressed as security
0: i wasn't overly sure on that i feel like there was something missing there that we probably mm. should have known about but we don't know mm. um now in all fairness ko versus the fiend was a, was a good match it was very enjoyable but I'm not sure where it's going. There's a lot of no selling KO stuff. Not mm. quite sure what the aim is. But all in all it was a good match between the two. There was a lot of um fun spots like um the like basically ko just trying to sort of go into the stunner whilst being um sort of like going with the mandible claw situation and stuff like that you know doing his best to try and get the the fiend off of him and and it didn't work out um and to be fair as much as you like it's a bit annoying that he was no selling stuff like when uh, ko's throwing kicks at him and stuff and it's not phasing him um it's that classic sort of fiend gimmick where he's he, you know it's not that he's um, I don't know. He's not a terrifying monster in a sense; he's going to throw you around. It's just like, what? What do you do to bring him down? And that was originally how they brought mm. him into things before Goldberg could put him down with a single jackhammer. Um, well, more than that, to be fair. But all in all, it was it was a good match. I'm just not sure why they've sort of gone for it here and why it started in the first place. Yeah.
1: Um, for me, on paper, you you know, you see Kevin Owens and the Fiend, and I, it's like it's my wet dream because you know, stylistically amazing. The pair of them love the bones of them. So, for me, it's something I would really get behind. Mm. Execution wise, it's just like it's come from nowhere from the Kevin Owens show where Alexa was a guest. Now they're fighting for no reason. And it's like Owens is dead again. It's like. uh, The only saving grace
0: is Alistair Blackwell involved, to be honest. Well,
1: very true. Um, Like for me, like those two could put on a fucking clinic. It would be amazing. But yeah, it's just, it's not. And it's because they don't want it to be. And they can't be asked so Mm -hmm. it's that which brings the whole thing down for me because it's a shame because i want to see these two go at it i want to see these two in a feud but when they just go and like phone it in and just half-ass it from a storyline perspective that's why neither of these guys end up getting fucking over or getting over the you know the main screen time because whenever they do just half-ass stuff they're like well people aren't reacting to this it's like well maybe fucking give it them and actually make it enjoyable but i don't know a bit of a waste of opportunity in my opinion
0: no, I'd agree with. You. Um, so looking at the old shades, um The first one is a is a Biggie in all fairness, and it starts with the fact that um, they they cut this thing where the New Day are drafted to RAW, but not the whole New Day, just the tag champions in Kofi and Xavier Woods to add this. Oh no, and they were upset, like say Biggie's name or something on like that, and ultimately Biggie's staying on SmackDown. But for some reason, we can move all of the hair business as one entity. Mm. So their rules. Just in general have some sort of structure and rules because you're moving tag champions over as a whole thing you can move the entire hair business over but for no reason at all you're splitting the new day up so So meet the criteria for what you're doing anyway i don't understand why that i think i think what like
1: when WWE announced the rules of the draft they said that they could draft tag teams or members of tag teams that they so choose fit or something so they worded it in such a way where they don't have to like draft the whole tech team if they don't want to. But it's just it's so fucking silly, isn't it? It's like, well it's like
0: if you don't want to, so you want to split up the new day who are well established and popular and liked by everyone and sell merch. Hmm. But you don't want to split up her I business mean, who are barely established. It's not even that though, as well. It's like, you know, I can draft
1: like all three superstars as one pick. Um, or I can just draft two of them. Hmm. Like you yeah. draft the third what are you one. Just for shifting gig, even 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 if you traded them back at a later date, so exactly, draft yeah. all three is one pick to give you more, you have more positional
0: power. It made more sense if you had drafted them all and then negotiated Big E back, and that was the grief. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that, oh no, that was stupid. Another one. Um, for, while I'm moaning about the draft was Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler have been drafted to Raw, but will also appear on NXT and SmackDown because the titles are defended everywhere. <laughs> like so, what's the,
1: what's the point okay. in that even drafting them then should
0: yeah. just be. Why were they even in this then? yeah fucking lunacy um so that was kind of stupid too but all or not the draft itself like i mentioned earlier but i'll mention again like some of the picks are just a bit odd mm. like tucker has been drafted to raw because basically he,
1: for me that that is bye bye, tucker. bye bye tucker because yeah. he's not gonna have any fucking time on raw
0: no he's not but on top of that it's like why is he a draft pick at this stage No idea. There are a ton of free agents that make more sense, and you've picked them just so you can split him and Otis up. That's that's what it's for. But it just makes no sense. Like I mentioned earlier, but like Dana Brooke being picked above Mickey James, as a concept, if you're a whoever's making the pick, because we don't even have gems anymore, who the fuck made that call? Like some of the picks just don't make sense when you're looking at who's left as a free agent. It's just weird.
1: Yeah, I think in terms of that question, I believe it is the, the network honchos in conjunction with the. WWE authorities. Um apparently. So
0: Okay. Well uh, apparently they, they don't watch the product. <laughs> even they don't know. So yeah. Strange, man. Is oh, it yeah, just Jordan in alphabetical order, maybe. D before yeah. M. <laughs> mm. You've seen that episode
1: of South Park out where uh, the the like how family guy episodes get made. It's yeah. just that. It's that. Just some fucking dolphins just going. Who's it? Okay. <laughs> Tuck, uh, yeah.
0: That's exactly what's happening. Um the other oh shite is the it comes on the back of the roman reigns promo no issue with roman reigns promo no issue with the way his character's being booked at the minute no issue with the feud but the actual concept highest stakes the highest stakes you've ever had carl what is it it's i quit in a cell match okay okay so what's next are we gonna have tables in a cell cage on a ladder match falls count anywhere in the cage like i don't like why is adding another gimmick to a gimmick match a thing why does that make the stakes higher
1: I like that last one the best. <laughs> <laughs> Four count anywhere in the cage.
0: <laughs> well, I like that one in particular because that's exactly how it is. <laughs> okay, uh, why why not myth. have that? That's just yeah. But no, <laughs> like joking aside, like I, I was expecting more when he's like, these are the highest stakes, and um, to be honest, I was nearly on board for the I Quit match. It, it's in a cell because it's Hell in a Cell pay per view, but I was almost on board for the I Quit match if he just said to him, "I don't want you to say I quit. I want you to say." I am the chief. Mm. You know, well, make exa- point. I mean, because that's what that, he wants that has he wants been to the whole so fucking him stimulus. Him
1: the yeah, the whole stimulus of his promo is say like, call me the chief. Yeah. So like, surely that lends itself to that. But like to your point, how does how does an I Quit match being confined to a cell? How's that more fucking hardcore or more dangerous than having it potentially go anywhere? You can run someone over with your fucking car in the parking lot if you wanted to make them say I quit. But no, we're in a cage where I can only hurt you with a bit of steel.
0: Yeah. It just makes it weaker. Mm. (laughs) Imagine slapping it with any... It's I quit in a casket match. (laughs) I quit dog collar match. Like, why? What's the point in slapping these things together, man? Other than the fact that the pay-per-view is called Hell in a Cell so you have to have a Hell in a Cell. So yeah, no, 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 no issue with... Roman, though, I'm still really enjoying their feud, and Roman yeah It's just the actual, like, I was a bit like, oh, these are the highest stakes, okay, sure. <clears throat> okay, you ready for this one, Carl? No. Now, and this is what I pre-wrote, so I'm going to try to read it. Now I'm not going to moan about Lars.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seamless, you never tell so, me.
0: No, he honestly, he has his controversy, mm. and A lot of people have been rather outspoken that he shouldn't be in WWE. He should have been released on Black Friday. I'm not going to wish this man lose his job. You know, he paid hundred and odd thousand pound fine or whatever. He issued his apology for the stupid shit he said on these bodybuilder forums or whatever. And um, and I'm not going to I'm not going to sort of harp on about whether I think he should be in WWE or not. Right? What I want to moan about is the massive amount of hype. Adam Adam Cole, fucking hell, Michael Cole. (laughs) That's you, right? Michael Cole. And mm-hmm. um, and Corey Graves, I think, I, I can't remember who's on commentary anymore. Those two were giving him. And when he turned up and they're like, oh, yeah. Right. And honestly, right, he's, he, the, it's this typical thing of forcing nicknames, right? They called him the freak. I actually counted this, Carl, because I'm pathetic, right? They called him <laughs> the freak 12 times. In the two wow. minutes he was in the ring, 12 fucking times, and like, this is a freak, he's a freak, freak, super freak. And I'm like, why, why? <laughs> right? They're and then, again. <laughs> and on top of that, and again, I mean, no offense, Lars, if you're listening, but you probably aren't. Um, and I hope I hope you're not. Um, <laughs> Corey Graves referred to him as like, he's a highly intelligent and dangerous man. Like, what's the intelligence <laughs> comment based on? It's not, it, not based not, on his approach not to social slide media into someone's
1: fucking dms yeah. <laughs>
0: exactly <yeah>. um <laughs> not got that fucking sense has he so like what's it based on because all i've seen him do is scream and hit people because he's a freak it's a freak anthony it's a freak freak super freak freaking freak big, big guy yeah <laughs> so um yeah so uh, that's i'm not gonna moan about the rest of the stuff with lars i'm just gonna moan about the, the way that they booked him coming into this like oh my god it's like Why? He's just some guy who used to job on NXT, who's turned up randomly and attacked people. Like, it it doesn't mean anything to us. And the more you tell us he's a freak, the more it feels a little bit like when you kept calling Dean Ambrose a lunatic fringe. Like, Mm. it's not a thing. Stop trying to make it a thing. It's
1: almost like they're trying to push an agenda on him, almost a little bit. Well, it's only 12 times in two minutes. So, you know.
0: 12 times in two minutes, man. Anyway, that was me last O'Shai call, Right. But before. We do the results. This was draft night one. This was a big draft. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to talk about the draft picks that we know of so far. This okay, is subject to okay. change. Okay. But This is what it is at the time we're talking, right? So what we know so far is Drew McIntyre has been drafted to Raw. So he's staying. We know Asker is staying on Raw. We know the Hair Business are staying on Raw. <laughs> we know Nia Jackson, and Shayna Baszler are staying on Raw unless they go to NXT and SmackDown. Is anyone moving? The it will get there. We know Ricochet is staying on Raw. Yeah, because, you know, Ricochet... High draft pick. Why the fuck not? We know Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are both staying on Raw because again, why not pick them as soon as possible just in case. Uh, Angel Garza is set to stay. No mention of Andrade yet. Mm. We have AJ Styles moving over to uh, to Raw. Uh, What do you want to say about that,
1: (laughs) Carl? I mean, slight little dink that uh, Paul Heyman comes back <laughs> onto SmackDown and all of a sudden AJ's fucked back off to Raw. It's almost like I feel he does like,
0: like the guy. I feel like no one even um, drafted him. I mean, he's, like, he's like, right, I'm drafted to Raw. And they're like, no, we haven't picked yet. No, I'm drafted to Raw. <laughs> <laughs> it's such but do you know what? Like,
1: out. I I completely forgot all, like, all about this. And I was chatting to my brother at the weekend and he was like, uh, Heyman. And I was like, what? And he was like, uh Heyman. And I was like, what the fuck are you on about? And he was like they don't like each other, do they? like, oh, shit, we spoke about this
0: weeks ago. I, I know right. all about
1: this. And it's like, yeah. well, obviously, yeah.
0: So. Yeah, because they don't really cross paths, but obviously deliberately. But yeah, he's going back over to Raw now, uh, or the as far away from Heyman as possible division. Yeah. Um, So we see AJ Styles actually moving over to Raw, so that'll be interesting. We saw Naomi moving to Raw, Carl, and this can only mean good things. I hope this means what I hope it means, in that she's going to be joining the hair business as as their female entity, which it makes sense because they want to go for all the gold. You need a woman to win the women's gold. So I like Mm -hmm. this. This could be a good thing for Naomi. We saw the Miz and John Morrison move over. Okay, sure. Why not? We saw, as mentioned, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods are moving to Raw. And naturally, the biggest pick of the night, we saw Tucker, (laughs) Moving to Raw. Why? So that's a lot of stuff happening for Raw. What did SmackDown get? I hear you ask, with bated breath, Carl. Well, I'll tell you. They got to keep Roman Reigns. They got to keep Big E. They got to keep Otis, of course. They got to keep Sasha Banks. They got to keep Jay Uso. So you know, yay. <laughs> now, in all fairness, Jay Uso makes sense. Continue that few going on. Big E apparently is having a solo run, so why the fuck not? Who did they can get? Just, sorry, oh. sorry, the draw. No, can no. I just can I just ask why why would um why would Raw
1: pick the the Raw Women's Champion obviously it's like their second pick why would Smackdown not even pick Bayley like why why oh, no, is like, Sasha Banks ahead of her why is Mandy Rose being drafted to Raw and Dana Brooke yeah ahead of Bayley
0: I, I, I want Smackdown <laughs> to take both champions now just because Raw have been fucking stupid yeah like, <laughs> like surely if if that was like a, a legitimate
1: draft like what it doesn't make any sense but anyway sorry
0: no no I, t- I totally agree you're like first thing you go for would be the people with the belts not beds well, yeah exactly Bear in mind that means the IC title and US title is still in ge- Yeah, US title not so much actually. It's still within the hair business. Who's the I don't know who the chap is it? Bobby Lashley though? I think it might still be Bobby. Yeah. I don't recall. Okay. I'm losing a front to a part. Either way, uh, the US title's on raw because Bobby's got it. I'm gonna stick with that. Um and yet SmackDown have made no effort to secure Sami Zayn. Exactly. So I reckon Raw should be like, okay, we want the IC and SmackDown when yeah. champs, please. Thanks. Yep. All of them. And um, but as as people we saw move, we saw Bianca Belair coming over to SmackDown. Sure. SmackDown est. The SmackDown est. Uh, yeah. Um, we saw Seth Rollins moving over to SmackDown. He's now going to be the uh, saviour of SmackDown. Mm. Um and we saw him cut a little bit of a promo where he's saying he's glad to be rid of Dominic and Ray, and lo and behold, Dominic and Ray move as one entity for some reason <laughs> over to SmackDown. Because fucking, we can make whatever rules we fucking want. But yeah. the rest of the Mysterios are drafted to Raw. I'm just kidding. We don't know. <laughs>
1: well, um, interestingly, since this, I've seen some stuff on oh, social go media
0: on. Go on.
1: Um, that says Buddy Murphy is also being drafted to SmackDown. So oh. I'm not too sure
0: when that pick took place. Well, apparently, I think the negotiations carry on all the way up to Raw tonight. So I don't know. Right. Yeah, so I believe, stuff,
1: but I believe Buddy Murphy's also on SmackDown now, which means we haven't seen the end of the Seth Rollins thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: we've not. They've just moved the whole feud over, haven't yeah. they?
1: Now it's your problem. <laughs>
0: yeah. And um, anyone who was sitting there hopeful, hopeful we were going to see Adam Cole, Tommaso, Rhea Ripley, all these people potentially being drafted over onto the main roster, using this as an opportunity. Nope. NXT aren't involved now. I know, I know, I know we hinted at it. No, nope, not happening. There you go. Hmm. So um, yeah, but again, as we know, this draft means fuck all because people are just turn it where they want anyway. Look at Braun. Strow. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, well, look at uh, Lars Sullivan. He was he was NXT one pretty much until uh, he just showed up, and I was like, oh, now he is eligible because he just showed up. So you never know. Well, on on Raw, we might just get Rhea Ripley. Like, I'm on right. Raw now. And then well,
0: I think uh, prime, e- e- down, I prime example of that would be Bianca Bella. She just yeah. turned up on Raw and was like, I go here now. And now she's a Raw (laughs) superstar who's been drafted to SmackDown. It's like, well, you never really got drafted to Raw. What are your rules, WWE? They don't know. They don't know. No one knows. But that was SmackDown as a whole. Those were the initial draft picks. This continues, this picks up on Raw, um, which is actually tonight at the time of recording, but uh, we'll we'll talk about that next week. Um, One,
1: uh, One very clear prediction I have is that since they have drafted the SmackDown champions to Raw, I expect to see the Street Profits
0: join Bianca Belair on SmackDown. Of course, (laughs) uh, yeah, how how obvious is that though? That's kind of right, exactly. But that was Smackdown, Carl. As far as my rating goes, uh, I'm probably going to give it a two. No, no, two and a half. It was better than Raw.
1: See, I'm also going to give it a two and a half, and I think that is just from the the grandeur of the draft, even though it sucked and most of the people just stayed. (laughs) There was only Mm. like about six people who actually moved shows. I do, I am a fan of, of like the hype of the draft.
0: I kind of need to mention this now, it's in my head. You know what really kind of is nuts? Kevin Owens is still a Raw superstar and Braun Strowman is still a SmackDown superstar. <laughs> neither of them were drafted and neither of them were on their respective fucking shows. Well, Kevin Owens was on both actually, but nevertheless, why weren't they either, were either of them in the draft? Why isn't The Fiend a hot commodity? Oh, why? Yeah. Why? But you know what? I can't keep thinking about the draft. This is going to go on forever. <laughs>
1: I mean, you know, after all this anyway, and after everyone has been drafted, we're still going to get random people turn up as part of the uh, Superstar Invitational, and they're going to be back on the, the shows anyway.
0: Who the fuck looks at the draft and goes, you know, we really need Tucker on Raw? <laughs> no right, I'm when sure. you've got The Fiend. I have no idea. You've got the IC title sense. holder. You've got, as much as I don't like him, you've got a legend in Jeff Hardy. You've got a ton of people, and, and the people running Raw are going, we need Tucker. Tucker is the linchpin to our master plan for this draft. I feel what like I've
1: said I've said I've said this before. I don't know whether you want to do it next week while the while the draft is hot, or maybe at a later date. But I wonder whether we should, you know, do a proper draft based on the, you know, how the how the rosters were at the time of the draft, um, and as if we were the network executives and just see what what rosters we would end up with. <laughs> I like it. If you pick fucking Tucker. In the in your third round draft pick or whatever, then. it's when
0: it's when like we agree to do this, and I sit down and I analyze it, and I realize that that truly was what needed to happen. <laughs> like, no, I need to move Tucker. This is the only way this is going to work. Like, that's that's what's going to happen. I think.
1: <laughs> I'm interested uh, to see any of our zany picks.
0: Oh, again, sorry, I know I've already given me rating, and it's not going to affect me rating Carl, but um, we've delayed the court case between Otis and and the Miz. Because oh, we are all looking what? forward to that, and we got that in a little backstage segment where um, Otis was practicing his legal speak by just randomly picking legal words and pronouncing them.
1: I mean, is it even a problem anymore now that Ms. morrison have gone to Raw and Otis is on SmackDown?
0: Apparently, yeah, because like they, they were handed a bit of paperwork that said the delay in the the court case probably because of the draft, so it's still ongoing. Where but the which mad thing show is, is it going to take place on? Huh? But here's the thing: wouldn't this court case just push Otis to cash in sooner? Because if you've cashed in, there's nothing to fucking fight over. Just saying. Like if there's no contract to battle over in court, then they're done. It's over. So why doesn't he just try and cash in? Even if he loses, then he just try and cash in now rather than Miz getting it. Anyway.
1: Too much logic. Too much logic.
0: But we left this. We did our ratings. I'm letting it go. Did you do your rating, Carl?
1: I did. I think I gave it a two and a half as well.
0: Okay. So two and a all round. Smackdown shit. And that is this week in wrestling. <laughs> so we hope you've enjoyed listening to today. We uh, this has been um, this is episode thirty-five. We've done thirty-five of these now, guys. We are hopefully getting into our stride. We are getting better as time goes on. Certainly, in my humble opinion. anyway. but um, on top of that, this is this is like the biggest thing we've done because we've interviewed someone who is an absolute like just uh, what you call legend. It, a legend, <laughs> a future legend, one of the best women's wrestlers in the world today and that you know that this this will be a memorable one for us so you know it needs mentioning again we'll come watch that um but at the end of it you know if you want to find us on social media where can they look cal
1: well you can find us on twitter instagram tiktok facebook we got snapchat i don't think we got snapchat we'll make a snapchat Snapchat. we are on all social medias and you can listen to us on all of your podcast local. Pals. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, you can find us on Google Podcasts, you can find us on Anchor.fm, you can find us on YouTube, you can find us anywhere. Where else are we, Anthony?
0: I mean, did we mention TikTok? We're on TikTok, we're TikTok famous. We're on TikTok. But, um, if you're wondering how, how do you find us on the podcasts on the social media, just search A to the K. It's as simple That's
1: as it. that. A to the K. And if you know if you want, if you want to check out our website, if you want to see some, you know, uh, Shout-outs from some of the wrestlers out there who've endorsed us. If you want to, you know, just find links to where you can listen to or watch us, you can head over to a to 2 uk. And as Santino Rella would say, you know, check it out. It'll change your life. So there is that.
0: Love it. And, um, and lastly, you know, obviously, merch store coming soon.
1: Oh, yeah. Keep your eyes peeled for that.
0: But, no, it's been fun, guys. We hope you've enjoyed listening, and we'll see you all next week.